Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad that you're here today with me, my friend. In the last episode, we kicked off a social entrepreneur series where I am introducing you to some incredibly special social entrepreneurs in my life. They are founding members of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Academy. So they are literally avant-garde in every sense of the word. They have checked all the boxes. It's a group that I just love dearly. They have helped me work out the kinks in the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Academy, which is going to be launching again in August. And we've continued to meet even after the six-week program. We continue to meet once a month. And so I'd love to introduce you to these incredibly special people. So um, they are my why. They are the reason why I continue to create content. Um, just like many of you, you message me on LinkedIn about things. This is a very special group that they're the ones that I'm thinking about when I'm creating content. And the first social entrepreneur that I'm introducing you to, we actually met her in the last episode. and. The interview was so incredible. She started talking about some deeper issues that I didn't anticipate, but I'm so glad we talked about. And so we are breaking it up into a two-part episode, our two-part series. And her name is Aisha Bello. Many of you, if you know anything about Nigeria, you know that Nigeria is full of powerhouse women. And Aisha ranks really, really high up in there. She holds two master's degrees, one in crime management and another in criminal justice and a bachelor's degree in microbiology. And she shared this in the last episode. So you may or may not have heard it, but she actually was studying microbiology because she planned to become a medical doctor when she left school or when she left home to go to university. And she knew that she had a heart for young girls and her life shifted and she went with it. So she went from, you know, the esteem of becoming a medical doctor to working in the nonprofit space and has transitioned into social enterprise. She's the director of Voice of the Girl Child and Vulnerable People. And it's an organization that advocates for the rights of women, girls, and other vulnerable people. And she and her team, they really focus on creating a safe space for people, especially for women and girls, for the rights of these special people to be respected and protected. And she's also, which she'll talk more about in this episode, she's the co-founder of Guard Up App. It's a mobile app that really bridges the gap for women and girls who are experiencing especially sexual-based gender violence and other security threats. 
And in addition, she is also the country director of the Goodwill, of the Global Goodwill Ambassadors Association. She's the diplomatic ambassador of the Federation of Gender and Human Rights. And she's the monitoring and evaluating coordinator for the Federal Ministry of Human Affairs, Disaster Management, and Social Affairs. Oh, and she's also a wife and a mother of three daughters. If I had one word to describe Aisha, it is overcomer. She is a problem solver. She's a fixer. She's an incredibly critical thinker. She's had one obstacle after another, and she continues to overcome them with boldness, creativity, perseverance, and a really positive attitude. She's literally in the trenches with her beneficiaries, and they are truly blessed to have her in their life. And she's more than that, she's solving the systemic issues. So she's not just putting a Band-Aid on things. She's really getting down to what the root issues are. Many cases, it's crime. And she's working to address those. She's also using social enterprise as a way to get to another root issue, which is the lack of education and money that women and girls often have. So she's providing them the opportunity for them to learn and grow and provide for themselves. Aisha is someone I trust immensely, and I am so excited for you to get to know a little bit more about her in this part two of my interview with Aisha Bello. Let's talk a little bit. You mentioned the app. When you talked about developing an app, I thought, oh my gosh, this woman is amazing. If I didn't really like you before, I thought she's a superhero now. (laughs) So let's talk about GuardUp app. And if you don't mind sharing kind of what it does, just the kind of the process or the mindset that you went through to develop the app, or I know it's in the developing stages, but talk a little bit about that. All right. Thank you. As I said earlier, very my introduction, why I decided to go from micro to crime is based on my experience, personal experience, general experience, the society and all. I look at crime as one of the major problems to all our problems. When we have a secure environment, maybe 50 to 60% of everything will work. And if you look at the issue of gender-based violence, sexual and gender-based violence, let me put it that way, it also has what a connection with crime. Because it's a crime. It's a crime to humanity. So everything, if you look at the economy as well, without good... Okay, let's look at Sudan and now going into war and all. What happened to the economy? Nothing. Look at Russia and um, Ukraine. Look at Ukraine. So if you look at it, like, security is something that I think is very important. But for me, I am coming from the angle of sexual and gender-based violence, human rights violations, and all. Presently, in the northern part of Nigeria, or we like to say even the whole country, we are facing serious security challenges, ranging from kidnapping, banditry, terrorism. It's everywhere. And unfortunately, most of the time, women and girls are at the vulnerable side of it. Mm-hmm. Recently, in Kebbi State in Nigeria, in northern part of Nigeria too as well, some young girls were kidnapped. And it's a normal thing because we have those in Zamfara, we have in Kastina, where young girls in school have been kidnapped. Girls between the age of 13, 14, 15, 16, for goodness sake. Recently, 
those girls that have been kidnapped in Kebi State, after paying ransom, out of, I think, 11 or so, they just released four. And those four came with babies. Babies impregnated by who? Fathered by who? Criminals, the terrorists, the kidnappers, whoever. And these are young girls of 16, 15, and all. What happened to their life? This is just a normal. And it starts giving me worry because I also have young girls as well. And I'm looking at my daughters. Is this what's going to happen? I don't do I Like, it's really, really terrifying and worrisome. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, what can we do? I'm a very, very critical thinker. I love to, to sit down and analyze issues. Now, I start looking at what can we do to help, even if we can, because we're not security agencies, but we can support. Mm -hmm. We can support security agencies to tackle these issues. We as citizens also have a role to play. So we decided to come up with this GADOP, and that is why we call it GADOP, GADOP app. The GADOP app has a lot of features, and I'm looking at a lot of dimensions from it. As I said, I'm a very, very critical thinker. I look at even the cases of sexual and gender based violence where women are faced with this. Now, this young girl I told you about while I was like, going through all this abuse and all, I couldn't say anything because I don't know where to start from and all. And I don't even have evidence to prove that, yeah, this is what is happening. Mm. And that might even lead me into trouble or something like that. So I said, okay, let's have a kind of security and evidence based act, which is possible. And on that GADOP app, we have the video and audio recorded future. That's for the evidence I'm looking at. That video and audio recorded future. Once you have your safety, I don't need to tell my aunt or whoever was staying with like this is what is going on. I will just add her to that group, to my own safety group, people that you feel comfortable with, I add her to the group. And whatever I share goes to her. Mm -hmm. So that way, I don't need to talk much. If I'm the kind of person that is shy, I'm a very shy person, bro. <laughs> if I'm that kind of person that is shy to talk about it, I can share this recording or whatever thing I can just, 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 I must not have the real thing. Okay, okay he's there having sex with her or something. I might, I might not really have, but at least I should be able to capture clear that, okay, when I'm explaining to her, okay, this is So once I take that video or audio recording, it goes straight to her. It's shares mm -hmm. to those people that have added to the group. Mm -hmm. And they'll be able to see what is happening. They'll be able to even see the time and location. So I told you, like, no, Aisha went to die and get this recording from another place. No, it's, they'll be able to see everything. So that alone has been able to prove. And this way, a lot of women that have been going to court to, to assess justice, but because of lack of evidence, they lose out in this. And that mm -hmm. is why been saying speak up women just speak up speak up but you can't speak up without evidence so we're trying to say okay now speak up with facts speak mm -hmm. up with evidence so that's the reason why we decided to come up with that video and audio recording then we have the location sharing to as well that is for tracking location and this is how to come with the security threats i'm talking about right now okay so kidnapping mm -hmm. or wherever you are there is this young lady 21 years old that was killed in a commercial bus in Lagos state nigeria she sensed when she entered, she knew her, like, you know, there will, there will be a time that you're just thinking, tell me, like, I don't feel safe here. Share your location. That would have been tackled. Assuming then the adult up was in place already, that would have saved that young girl's life because she was raped and killed. 
she, she actually shared a voice note on WhatsApp, but the issue is that they couldn't locate her. Mm. But assuming the God of Up was there, they would track her location. She would have shared her location. Even the voice recording would have carried her location as well. Mm-hmm. And that is why we also included a link, contact of security agencies on the app as well. She would mm-hmm. have maybe called, or even if she was able to call security, her family members that she added on her safety group would have been able to say, okay, she's somewhere, call the closest security agencies around, and they would have stopped that course from even going further to where, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how the app works. There are a lot of features on the app, but I'm just trying to bring out the core features of this app, which is trying to handle the cases, the issues of security and um, evidence as well. Because at this time, uh, with the development of technology, we need to move along with mm-hmm. technology. And as I said, the security, the link contact of security agencies, it's not just for calling for emergency or quick response. You can as well share information with their intelligence unit. Mm-hmm. When you see something, you see something. If you suspect something, report. That way, that is how we can all work together to reduce mm-hmm. the challenges of insecurity in our country. Yeah. Aisha, that's incredible. Something that you said early on that I did not realize about the app is that, so getting the the authorities involved is one thing and having evidence for that. But what you talked about with, in a lot of Nigerian homes, everyone, the basically the family takes care of all the children. So what you're saying, it sounds like, is that this sort of empowers the mothers and aunts and grandmothers in the home to do something about the uncle or the cousin and like to take care of their own families and to be able to confront them without having to go to the authorities who may or may not be on the up and up, if you know what I mean. (laughs) That's incredible because you're really empowering, you're empowering women to take care of their own. And that's huge. I love the location feature. There's so many incredible features to it, but I think the thing that stands out for me that I don't think a lot of others do, other apps do, everything is all about getting to the authorities, which is great. But whenever you can empower women to take care of their own, that's huge. So developing an app is no small feat. Doing anything with technology, it can be challenging between power outages, brownouts, all that, access to resources, access to capital. If you had it to do over again, what whether it's we're talking about Voice of the Girl Child or developing Guard Up app, is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like when I started the uh, app. Actually, I got the grant from Work On It, part of the grant. It's a small grant, but I met Pamela, who is the um, executive director of Work On It. And I remember sharing this idea with her. Well, I didn't know what to do because I don't even have the money to <laughs> to start that. And, um, I was thinking of a lot of ways, should I do this? Should I do so she, she just told me like, well, our organization gave more grant, but it's just something small. Maybe you can just start small. You don't have to go, you know, start it. A kind of very big, just that something small. And I agree with her, like, okay, I'll take that whole step. But at that time, I did my research, but uh, maybe I didn't do the research well. 
the expenses and all. I mm-hmm. it was on, you know, I was just looking at okay, this will cost me this. But when I got into it, it was hell. <laughs> it was hell. You know, even getting the developers too, it's another thing. I got someone, you know, finally I had like four people working on that app mm-hmm. at the time. Because um, I was having a little bit of disappointment. I, it's not something that I can do. I can't code, but I have the idea. Mm-hmm. And um, when you disappoint you, you feel like, oh, I wish it's something I can just do. I'll just, <laughs> do it you know? by myself. Can I just code it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the other time, I was, at the time, I felt like I should just go back and learn how to code. And, yeah. I, I was I just about to say that. that. Aisha goes back to school to code. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm this kind of person like I don't like people really holding me down. Mm-hmm. I am um, I have a lot of ideas really like I can sit down, look at a problem or um, a company or organization, and I can decide to okay, do this, do this. I'm this kind of person, I'm a very critical thinker. I take my time to think about the problem and cut the grassroots. So it's not something that um, I've been thinking about this for a long time. So I think this, I designed my idea and um, I'm still I'm still updating the app, you know, right now. <laughs> because there are a lot of things that we can let's twist this, let's bring this and all. But really, it's not easy. At the time, I was just broke. The grant finished <laughs> and not, I'm not able to submit my report to say, okay, I'm done with this project because I'm not done with the project. Everything was just like, but anyways, I am a go-getter. I got to push. It's normal to fall. It's normal to fail. It's just a process. And I was determined to say the end of it because I was sure and I was optimistic of the project I'm doing. I love it. And um, whatever it could take me, I will still do it too. But lastly, we're done. And I'm happy. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I went into it. And it's something that I will keep building on it. Yeah. Well, I think we all can realize from our own app stores that people are constantly updating apps every time you turn around. There's another update. So the good thing is that in the app world, a work in progress is just normal. (laughs) And I think it's powerful what you shared about you are sure of it and you loved it and you just keep moving forward. And I think that that's a lesson for a lot of us. And sometimes you might not be sure of it, but if you love it, there's always a way. This episode is brought to you by Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpower of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You can also find the link here in the show notes. So Aisha, I talked about you being a powerhouse Nigerian woman and you have a lot of roles and responsibilities in addition to raising your own daughters. And how do you navigate, like, how do you take care of yourself? How do you recharge your own soul, your own spirit so that you can keep going and doing all these amazing things? Um, well, you know, when I said passion, it's something that you just do. You don't just, you don't get tired in this, but it's normal to relax, take a step and um, think about things. I know 
I initially or when we when we when, um at the introduction I said or oh, while I was talking I told you I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I'm a shy person. <laughs> so I love my space. And um there's something about your course. Does it you know that quiet time where you listen to music, you relax, you just stay over. You know, I've always been saying like that's my highlight in that course. So once in a while. I know I'm not that super hero that would keep flying without resting. I take my time off. Yeah. I go to gym. That's mm-hmm. another part that you don't know about me. <laughs> I go to gym regularly and I love that space. I think that's my happy place, the gym. So I, once in a while, when I'm tired, I think I need to relax, I need to reflect on things. I go to the gym. Or have a quiet place to meditate. I listen to music. I read books. So these are things that help me to like keep on being on that track. Mm-hmm. Like when I read good books or listen to music, it helps me a lot. So sometimes it's not about sitting blankly. It's about doing something or being kind of in motion, but having not a lot of extra stuff not a lot of extra stimulation coming in. And if Aisha can do it and do all that she's doing, then I think, friends, we should take advice. So Aisha says, gym, listening to music, reading, yeah, meditating, having her space. Obviously, it takes time. You can't solve critical issues like you do with what, if you're just doing, doing, doing. You have to be, um, you have to you have, have that you time. Definitely, you definitely need that time. Yeah, sure, yeah. definitely and you can't just you, you can't be everywhere so yeah. for me I take the time I want to relax like I can decide there will be time that I'll give myself a break they know me in the office once in a while I'll say today is my public mm-hmm. holiday I don't care whether the government are giving but for me I want to relax I'm, it's just normal with me as yeah. I said I'm an introvert I love my space I love mm-hmm. my space and that is where whenever I'm alone I think about issues and when I read as I said when I read books or when I'm down, there'll be times like when I was developing the app, I feel like, oh, I'm tired. Should I just let it go or something like that? But when I read some certain books where it talks about just keep trying, keep trying. And that alone speaks a lot to me. Like, mm, why not? I can do it. Other people are doing it. Other people. There's a book I have about the Chinese people and technology, how they are really you know, moving into the technology space. I can't remember the name of the book, but Titans of something, I can't remember, but that book alone, you know, motivates me a lot, like, if the Chinese people are doing it, we have the same brain, why can't we do it? <laughs> I keep saying in Nigeria, like, even in Nigeria, if other people are doing it, what is the difference between a Chinese man or, um, um, let's say a Chinese man, let me say for example, and an Nigerian. It's just the way how we think and how we use our brain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I know we don't have everything like in terms of resources and all. Because for me, I have a lot of ideas right now, but because of resources. Being a microbiology, then those days when I was in university, I have idea like I want to do something. I love to do develop something from the core. I look at the issue of um, petroleum gas and all, and I thought of this issue of biomass. We can 
bring all those things. But because at the time I felt like oh, it's not possible. You don't have the money. You don't have the resources. You don't have, you know, a lot of, so I had to like, okay, so I understand we have that challenges. But at the same time, with the little you have, with the brain you have, you can definitely do something. So with the little you have and the brain you have, you can definitely do something. I love that. So if you think of the book, message me what the title is, because I'll put it in the show notes, because I'm sure that everybody's going to want to read that book. If Aisha's reading that book, (laughs) especially if it's about tech and perspective and mindset, that's huge. So Aisha, I'm going to ask you one more question before I do. How do people find you? If people wanted to connect with you, what's the best way? I'm on LinkedIn. Aisha okay. LinkedIn. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and um, my email is shovels2015 at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll put that in the show notes, especially your emails. I think LinkedIn is great for everybody. So um, Aisha, we're going to preserve your, I won't put your email in the show notes, but we'll let people, they can connect with you on LinkedIn because I think that's where most everybody is and save your inbox. I even try not yeah. to email you too much because <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. And then I'm also going to link to your website for Voice of the Girl Child and Vulnerable People, as well as the Guard Up app so that people can click on the link and at least they can see it in the app store and kind of get a feel, like see some of the images, see what it looks like, yeah. knowing that it's probably going to change in a few weeks or months because that's what we do with apps, right? We're always updating. Yeah, sure. So Aisha, what is your biggest vision for, let's say, five years from now? Can you share that? Share that with us? Oh, yeah. Five years from now. I'm looking at Gadot to be a very, very big enterprise because Mm -hmm. I'm looking at different dimension. I'm thinking of diversifying or what's all under the Gadot and security issues I'm trying to tackle. And I'm also looking at, and I've been thinking about having an academy. I have this young girls who I call them my girl child ambassadors. I them uh-huh. but I would like to have a kind of academy where I can bring them together and group them the way I, you know, there is this thing in my mind. I have a picture of how I want them to look like. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm hoping, like, okay, if the social enterprise goes on well. Definitely the next will be having that academy for the girl child because I really want to groom them. It's not all about education, but I want to groom girls to be who they have always been from coming. Because for me, I didn't have that enough mentorship while growing up. Mm-hmm. So I struggled to find my way. I struggled to find my path. A lot of challenges, a lot. But I think that would be another story for another day. I don't want them to go through that. They should learn from our own experience. They don't have to pass through the same pathway struggling. You don't even know who you are. You're trying to balance what society feels, who you are, what you think and all. So I want to have a, an academy for the girl child. Mm, that's amazing, Aisha. Talk about pouring into the next generation. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about. You're getting to the systemic issues and in the fundamental issue, it's crime. But now we're talking about pouring into the girls, developing an academy for future generations. That's incredible. You are one amazing global citizen, Aisha. They, we have so much to learn from you and so many people can, can watch you and learn from you as well. And I have a feeling we're going to see you 
I have a feeling we're going to see you on like magazine covers, digital magazines. We're going to see you in the spotlight. So you better just get your introverted self ready for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to go out of myself. It's been a long journey, but there is a lot of improvement. Really, those days, I don't even want camera, you know? (laughs) I would never know. Yeah. (laughs) But things are changing. Really, things are changing. And I'm working on that because um, I really want to leave a legacy behind. Yeah. Not just the girl child, just for everyone. I want to be remembered for something very, very tangible. So for me, I kept moving on the part. And um, I think it's just destined for me to do that because whatever I'm doing is with God's guidance. So I feel there's something that God has destined that I'll pass through this part. And I feel it's, I need to also encourage and um, be a role model to others. Yes. You are certainly destined by God, Aisha, if I've ever met anyone who is. It is you. Amazing. Aisha, thank you so, so much for being with us today. And thank you for sharing so candidly and so openly. I think that especially when we look at all you've achieved, people would never know the struggles you've had to get there. And I appreciate you being so honest and truthful and open to share with us so that you're basically pouring into future generations of social entrepreneurs and young young women, young people as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.